Hello, it's David here. The Leader brings you news analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure that it's waiting for you whenever you're ready. And give us a rating if you have a moment to. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Driving home for Christmas or getting trains or buses, maybe? Students will get to see their families for the festive season, but how will they get there? Gavin Williamson this lunchtime clarified that students will be able to come home for Christmas, but these plans are very much a work in progress. Our deputy political editor Nicholas Cecil on the problem of moving thousands of people in a pandemic. And... Government has been ruling by decree in practical ways and that means we haven't had the opportunity to legitimise and share in the burden of decision that the government has got. Tory rebel Steve Baker, why he thinks the government's going too far with lockdown restrictions. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, students can go home for Christmas. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I know there has been some anxiety about the impact safety measures will have on the Christmas holidays. We are going to work with universities to make sure that all students are supported to return home safely and spend Christmas with their loved ones if they choose to do so. Education Secretary Gavin Williamson there, promising students they'll be able to go home for Christmas if they want to, and haven't tested positive for coronavirus already, or have been in close contact with someone else who has. It will, though, lower some of the anxiety of thousands of parents who feared coronavirus outbreaks at halls of residence would mean their children would have to self-isolate and possibly miss being home over the festive season. Our editorial column says it's a welcome break for a generation that's being hammered by this pandemic. Schools shut, exams collapsed into chaos, jobs are vanishing. Now universities are struggling, undergraduates are paying fees and high rents, but social life is limited and so is face-to-face tuition. It's tough, unfair and not their fault. 
you can't expect them to be locked up while everyone else in the area is still allowed out to the pub. Nor is this the time to talk about banning Christmas, so it is good that today the government has ruled out a quarantine. But what happens next? Our deputy political editor Nicholas Cecil is here. Nicholas, this decision means potentially thousands of people will be crossing the country to get home for Christmas. Potentially, as coronavirus peaks again, how's the government going to do that? Gavin Williamson this lunchtime clarified that students will be able to come home for Christmas under, under the government's plans. But these plans are very much a work in progress. Very much what they've decided on is a point of principle here, that that they want students to be able to come home during the festive season. In some cases, if people do test positive or if they're in close contact with other people who've got COVID, then they may have to self-isolate at university for a period. They're the same rules that apply to, to all of us. The idea is that the university term will end long enough before the Christmas break, before Christmas time, that people will be able to do that self-isolation and then still get home for Christmas. What would have happened if he hadn't made this clarification? What, how angry are students right now? Well, I think if the, if the government had tried to enforce the students having to stay at university over the Christmas period, I think there would have been mutiny. It would be very, very difficult to enforce. How can you do this? Would, would the police be going around finding families to, for having their loved ones home for Christmas. Um, I suspect many families and many students who just ignore the, that rule. So we have clarity here up to a point, but the, the Prime Minister himself has been struggling with the new rules and regulations, hasn't he, Nick? Yes, well, certainly Gavin Williamson cleared up one confusion this morning, but as soon as he cleared up one confusion, along came another government confusion. This is over new rules which are being applied in the northeast, which ban uh, mixing of households in Northumberland, Newcastle, Gateshead, Sunderland and County Durham and a couple of other places. But the confusion arose over whether you can pop down the pub to have a pint with your mates in the, in the pub garden. The Prime Minister was asked about this. And he started talking about the rule of six. On the, on the rule of six, uh, outside the, the areas where, such as the northeast, where extra measures have been, uh, have been brought in, uh, it's six inside, six outside. And uh, in, the, in the northeast uh, or, and other areas where uh, extra uh, tight measures have been brought in, you should follow the guidance of, of, uh, of local authorities. Uh, uh, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's six in, in, in a home or six in in hospitality, but uh, as I understand it, not six outside. Which isn't the relevant uh, legislation in this case. He later apologised, saying he misspoke. So at least he tried to clear that this one up quickly. But it certainly is another dent in the government's authority and in the, the, this crucial issue of trust. The government needs to be trusted by the public that it is handling this pandemic properly because it has got to persuade the public to follow the rules and the laws that it is proposing. Meanwhile, globally, the number of people who have died following contracting a COVID-19 infection has crossed the one million mark. How concerned are doctors here in this country about what's ahead? I think they're, they're very concerned. Uh, most doctors and scientists say that the epidemic will grow 
And we had some interesting words from Dr. David Nabarro, who's the World Health Organization's Coronavirus Envoy for Europe. He was saying that London can still avoid the, the, the full impact of a second wave, but it can't really avoid the spread of this epidemic. So he's saying it's very much down to us and whether all Londoners can actually follow the social distancing rules and the good hygiene rules, because then we can reduce the intensity of the epidemic as it spreads. So we won't feel the full impact of it. Uh, so that would mean fewer cases and fewer deaths. But, but he's saying Londoners have got to follow the, follow the rules and guidance. Next. Members of Parliament should be voting on legislation before it comes into effect, unless it really is an outright emergency. Why Tory MP Steve Baker thinks the new lockdown restrictions are wrong. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The ever-increasing load of lockdown restrictions with their regional variations has a lot of people confused. And in Parliament, there's a lot of MPs angry. Some of the Tory party's own backbenchers are threatening to rebel against what they think are draconian laws being passed without proper consultation. One of them is Steve Baker, who's voting against the renewal of the emergency coronavirus powers. He spoke to the Evening Standard's Matilda Mallinson. We're hearing it's unlikely the rebels will get this amendment vote tomorrow. If that is the case, will you vote against renewing the bill altogether? If we vote against it, it won't succeed. The Labour Party and the SNP and the Liberal Democrats, so I'm not expecting to vote against the main motion. So I'm afraid it is one of those moments of drama. But I think we're going to have a win-win here. The government won't suffer a defeat because the amendment won't be called. Uh, but we will agree a, a collegiately a way forwards because the truth is the size of this rebellion now is, is very, very large and the government therefore knows that we, we need to uh, recover our unity and go forward together. Can you just explain why are you so confident that you will get these concessions? Yesterday I met the government chief whip with the Secretary of State for Health and the leader of the House of Commons. There were a number of uh, MPs, backbench MPs present. We had a very collegiate and constructive meeting. I am certain that there is a way through which can satisfy the government and backbenchers, but it is going to require a bit of thought. That thought will go on, continue on today. There'll be further meetings and I'm very hopeful that tomorrow something will be announced which will, uh, which will be a basis on which we can go forwards. Is your opposition mostly constitutional? Is it about these restrictions going through without being voted on? Or do you oppose the restrictions themselves? At this point, what we're saying is that Parliament needs to be inserted into the process like normal. Government has been ruling by decree in practical ways. And that means we haven't had the opportunity to legitimise and share in the burden of decision that the government has got. So what we're trying to do is get back to a constitutional norm where other than in emergency, ministers have to come and get Parliament's permission before taking away people's freedom. So yet there's a lot to be said about coronavirus restrictions. Uh, but the point at hand right now is that we need to get MPs involved doing the normal job of a democracy rather than being excluded. 
So does that mean that you won't vote against the restrictions even if you have the chance? Matt Hancock gave what I thought was a false dichotomy. He said either suppression or let the virus rip. That is absolutely not what they were saying at the beginning of this crisis. I think it's a false choice. But the truth is, if you look at what various professional epidemiologists are saying, it is possible to conceive of a third way which shields people who are vulnerable, undoubtedly vulnerable to this disease, for whom it is very dangerous, but which does accept that lockdowns can only defer the inevitable progress of the disease. Why do you think the government has taken such a black and white approach as you see it? Necessity. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. It's necessary for the government to act swiftly and effectively to deal with this virus. I don't doubt that. I don't think very many members of parliament doubt that, if any. So what I'm saying is not that I'm going to be some amateur epidemiologist and rewrite policy. I think there are three criteria which are commonly understood between the government and backbenchers. First, that the government must retain its capacity for swift and effective action. Second, that we can't end up with undue opportunity for Labour to, to, to engage in vexatious political activity. And third, that members of Parliament should be voting on legislation before it comes into effect, unless it really is an outright emergency. And that's The Leader. You can keep up with all the latest developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from The Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Listener.